The typical advice for when you should create and launch a course is once you've already created a successful offer of some sort. Most course educators suggest waiting until you have a strong one-to-one service offer and a decent-sized audience. Today, I'm sharing a bit of an unpopular opinion. That is not the only way. In fact, we're going to cover two different types of course creators, the pros and cons of each, the reality of launching a course, three course launch myths, the number one question to ask yourself if you're thinking of launching a course, and how to pick your topic. It is a jam-packed episode that you are not going to want to miss, so let's go ahead and dive right in. You're listening to episode 121 of the Chasing Simple podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Sorry to interrupt your listening, but I had to take a second and tell you something fun. In the spirit of keeping things simple, I don't create a pile of resources for you, and it's been a while since I've created anything new, but the counter can now be reset because I've got something brand new and really exciting that I want to make sure that you know about, a guide to emailing your waitlist during your launch. Inside, I outline the eight emails that I send to my waitlist every single launch in order to build hype before the launch begins and create momentum from the start. You can get your hands on this free resource by heading over to amandawarfield.com slash waitlist dash emails. Again, that's amandawarfield.com slash waitlist dash emails. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes as well. And now I will let you get back to this week's episode. Like I mentioned in the introduction, there are two different types of people that go about launching a course. You have the already successful service providers, and then there's me. (laughs) What I mean by that is a lot of times you'll see course educators suggest that you wait until you already have a successful offer to turn into a course before you actually launch your first course. I did not do that. When I started my blog way back in 2018, which I can't believe how long ago that was already, but when I started my blog way back then, I knew from the moment I started that blog that I wanted to launch some kind of online course. I had no idea what the course would be about. I really didn't know what I was doing in any capacity. I 
wasn't really sure what a business would look like. All I knew was that I was starting a blog on simplicity and that at some point I was going to launch a course. And then I spent the first year of having my blog working on marketing. All I did really was create content, try to get on podcast episodes as a guest, be a guest blogger for other websites. That's all I did for the first year in my business, thus making me only $100 in the first year, which I've shared about before. And then at the tail end of that first year, decided I was going to launch a course on creating your own capsule wardrobe. And I spent months months creating and outlining and filming all of this parts of this course. It was massive. And here's the thing. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about launching a course. I don't think that you necessarily need to be a successful service provider. And I also think that, you know, you don't necessarily need to jump right into creating a full course. The truth of the matter is, is that neither way is easy and they're both hard in different ways, no matter which type of person you are. And either way you go about launching a course, launching one is not a fast track to five-figure months, which I know we love to see marketing for, right? You know that around here, I always want to keep things real and honest with you. And are courses and other digital products a great way to be able to scale your business? Absolutely. Sure. But you can't just create it and expect people to come. And it's not a passive revenue stream. Because after you create a course or even a digital product, you should be continuing to put in time and effort and updates and improvements and, of course, marketing itself. So let's talk pros and cons. If you are in that place of you're already a successful service provider and you have a one-to-one option already that is doing really well, maybe you're totally booked out, maybe you're mostly booked out, maybe you have a steady flow of clients, whatever that looks like, you've got a service that converts. The pro of this model is that you already have a network. You already have people around you that know what you do, and believe that you're an expert in what you do. You also already have plenty of experience in your topic, in whatever it is that you're an expert in. You have worked with many different people. You've seen the way that your system and your processes work for different people, different phases of life, different phases of business, so on and so forth. You have a lot of that already in your head, which is going to make picking your topic and nailing down your messaging so much more simple than if you don't have any kind of successful service offer at this point. But the con is that finding time to get your course launched, well, it's probably going to be pretty difficult. And if you're in this space now where you are so busy and you want to launch a course, but you're too busy to actually get it launched, come back next week because I am sharing five different tips to help you make time to get your course out there. But that's a huge con is if you're already so booked and thinking, okay, well, now my plate's full and I'm at this place where I can't raise my prices anymore and I can't take on any more clients. How do I find growth? Well, you look to a course and other scalable offers, but how do you have time? That's a con. So if you are, one, already creating a successful service, if you're not already 
at max capacity, something to think about. Maybe you don't want to work at max capacity. Maybe you want to limit what you can make this year in order to make time and space for scalable revenue. That's a strategic step you can take to take a step back one year in order to take steps forward in the future. If you are already at max capacity, something to think about for next year as you let off some clients, you know, maybe thinking about, okay, I want to take a step back in order to take a step forward. If you are someone who does not yet have that successful offer, but this is the route you want to go, it's again, just something to think about. These are all options. If you're like, I'm neither of these people, but I want to go the route of being a successful service provider first. I feel like that's going to be the best choice for me. Just something to think about in the future. Not a problem right now, but something for the future to think about for when you are planning to launch a course. Now, then you've got the people like me. If you can relate to where I was, where, you know, I went into this knowing that I love being an educator. I came from a teaching background and knew that I wanted to continue to teach in whatever it was that I did next, but I had no idea what that was going to be. Pros and cons to that. Well, a pro is that you have plenty of time to get it created and launched because my only focus at that point was marketing. I had plenty of time to say, okay, well, I'm going to take some of this marketing time and actually spend it on creating and launching a course. But because you're going to be working basically totally from scratch and all you have is your audience that you've been able to build up through your marketing, which let's face it, if you started from scratch, it may not be a very large audience, you don't have that audience and you also don't have that network of clients who can vouch for what you do. So that is a con. That was a really difficult hurdle that I had to just overcome with strong marketing when I launched my course on capsule wardrobes because I hadn't done that for any clients. I'd done it for myself. I had explained and talked about it over and over again to different people, whether it was friends or podcast episodes, but I didn't have the experience of doing it with other people. And so I didn't have those people who could come in and be like, yes, oh my gosh, I need this. I didn't have people sharing about the launch itself. The students that bought it did share, but I didn't have a ton of friends and clients that were like, oh my gosh, check out what my friend's doing, check out what my client's doing. I didn't have that. So that was a con of going that route. It also makes choosing a topic and then understanding how it's going to fit into your funnel a lot more difficult because you go in and you have a million and one options because you, you may know what you're passionate about and what your expertise is in, but not, but you may not know exactly how that fits into your audience, fits into your larger business. There's a lot of unknown when you when you go about and create a course without having a service to back it up. The other part, the funnel part, is that within a business funnel, which this could be a whole other episode, but essentially you want to have a lot of different pieces that work together to move people from A to B. And each offer that you have is just a small piece of that. So when, you know, people come in, when my audience members first come in, I have all of these lower priced items in my shop that can help with a wide variety of different things and it gives them a small win. And then they are there are some courses inside of my shop as well. And frankly at this point I've got a couple different funnels, but essentially I've got these smaller items and then I've got 
some courses, and then I've got Club Content Batching, which is my signature offer. This is my main offer that everything else has been built around. And that's how I help students get consistent with their content so that they can launch something, so that they can see growth on their business, so that they can move the needle. That's my signature offer. And then after that, I've got, spoiler alert, a mastermind coming up all about how to launch and getting, not just how to, but actually getting a course launched. That's coming. And then I also have one-to-one where we work specifically on content marketing strategy. And all of these different pieces of my funnel, one, took years and years and years to figure out, but two, they all branch off of my signature offer, which is club content matching. When you start your funnel with no kind of guidelines, that can be kind of interesting, figuring out where it fits and where it will fit long-term. So that's a con to that. It just is. But there are pros and cons to both, and I don't think that there's necessarily one right answer for the way that you should do it. I think it just is a matter of where you are in your business, what your current vision is, because your vision can always change and it likely will continue to change, and what you foresee in the future. Where are you going? What what are you hoping for and where are you now? Either way, it is going to be, it's work. I mean, it's a business, right? If running a business meant that we all were going to be millionaires, there'd be a lot more business owners in the world. And even with all the work that it is, there are still a lot because of the amazing flexibility and freedom and all of that. So either way, I want you to understand that, yes, this can, having a course is an incredible revenue stream. It can be scalable. It's a great way to work with many people at once versus one at a time. There's a lot of really amazing things about having a course, but it's not going to necessarily jump you fast track to five figure months. Now, some other myths that we may have about launching a course. The first is that you need a large audience. I see a lot of other course educators talking about needing a large audience, and this just isn't true. And I talk about this a lot where at a point, business is a numbers game, right? If you have 100,000 people on your newsletter, you're going to make more sales during any given launch or promotion than someone with 100 or 1,000 people on their email newsletter. Even if the person with the large following is only converting at 1% and the person with the small following has really nailed down their messaging and it's converting at 10%, there's still a big difference in sales numbers there. So to an extent, the larger the warm audience, the more sales you'll make. But that doesn't mean that you need to have a large audience in order to make sales. I've shared this story in the past, but when I first launched Club Content Batching, I only had about 300 people on my email list. And I had a really successful launch with that first launch. And then I, within that year, turned my business from $1,000 in revenue the year before to $13,000 in revenue that year because of that course launch and all that I did around it with only 300 people on my email list. That first ever launch of my, I call it your cultivated capsule wardrobe course, I had, I think, five or six sales within, incre- I don't even know how big my audience was at that point, but it was teeny tiny, teeny, teeny tiny. And I still had a successful launch for the numbers I had. So no, you don't need a large audience, but you do need realistic goals and you do need to understand 
conversion rates and what to reasonably expect. If you have 200 people on your email list, you cannot expect 500 sales. Another myth is that you need to have all the tech all figured out. And the perk of doing a live launch, which I highly recommend for at least a couple of launches, the perk of doing a live launch is that you don't need a ton of technology. You really just need a way to deliver the course and to take payments and something to connect your email marketing system with the payment system if they're not already connected. You don't need to have a ton of technology in order to have a successful launch. Now, the more you automate, the better and easier and smoother the launch will be, but you don't have to have Kajabi and you don't have to have these giant massive funnels and you don't have to have all like the best microphone and the best camera. You don't need any of that stuff in order to have a successful course launch. And then the third myth, I guess really the fourth, because I gave you a bonus earlier, but the third myth is that there's so much bad education out there that no one is buying courses anymore. And this just isn't true. Yes, there's a lot of bad education out there. <laughs> there's a lot. But that doesn't mean that no one's buying courses anymore. It just means that people are pickier about the courses they're buying. And honestly, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I am very, very strategic in choosing the courses that I'm buying. I'm very picky about who I'm buying from and who I'm learning from, but I don't think that's a bad thing. No one needs to have 200 courses that they've bought just for one day and just in case. What you actually want is students that are going to buy and go through the course because it's what they need right now in their business and because they believe in you and because they love what you're putting out. So you may not get sales just for the sake of sales anymore, but you're going to get more loyal students and more interested students and students that are more likely to actually complete your course, which is much better for your business in the long run. So the question is, should you launch a course? And the answer to this question doesn't have to do with your audience numbers. You don't already need to be a successful business owner and you don't have to have everything all figured out. Whether or not you should launch a course comes down to whether or not you are passionate about providing education on your area of expertise. And I do mean education and not just information, which goes back to the whole, a lot of courses are terrible out there right now and could be a whole other topic as well, but education, not information. Are you passionate about providing education on your area of expertise? If you are, then you should launch a course. If you're launching a course simply to have another revenue stream or simply because someone told you to or simply because you want to make more money and have something scalable, that's probably not the way. There are probably better scalable offers out there for you that make more sense and will help you stand out. You need to be passionate about what it is that you're selling because again, nothing's truly passive and you should be updating and tweaking and fixing any offers you put out in the world, even if they're quote unquote passive. But if you can say, yes, I'm passionate about providing an education on my area of expertise so that I can serve a larger audience, then you should launch a course. And it is as simple as that. So you've listened to all of this. You've decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch a course. Your next question is probably, how do I know what my topic is? Well, if you've already got a successful one-to-one -one service business, whether it's coaching or providing a service or whatever that may look like, you're just going to want to think about your funnel and the strategy that you're going to want to implement moving forward. If you've already got that one-to-one -one offer, you can either move down the ladder 
or you can aim to replace your current services. So if you're thinking in the long run, I don't want to continue to take on one-to-one clients, or maybe I only want to take on one or two as needed. I want to replace what I'm doing now with a one-to-many offer. You're going to want your topic to essentially be the same thing that your services. Or you can do what I have done and you can move down the ladder. So My one-to-one service is all about the content marketing strategy. When I'm working with clients, I am working with them to create the strategy behind what it is that they're putting out. So they're creating a plan and a strategy with me for what they're saying in their content marketing. However, my Signature Offer Club content batching has nothing to do with what you talk about in your content. It has nothing to do with the strategy behind it. It is simply the step before, which is getting consistent because I firmly believe that if you're not consistent, the strategy doesn't matter. So my signature offer, my course, membership, but course is all about getting consistent. And the next step after getting consistent is then strategy. So it's a step down from my one-to-one spaces. So I have one-to-one clients that I take and I'm not planning to replace those with my course. So those are the two options if you already have a successful offer. Now, if you don't have a current service, more than likely you probably have an idea about what that course will be about simply by the nature of the fact that you want to jump into creating a course first instead of worrying about services. However, if you do not, one of my favorite exercises for narrowing down where your passions lie, because this tends to be a big problem for a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, especially those that are in the newer business building phase, which you likely are if this is where you're at, is that they feel really multi-passionate. And I see new business owners over and over and over and over again say, well, I'm multi-passionate. You're not supposed to be, but I am. Here's the thing. We're all multi-passionate people. I have such a firm belief that you are not a business owner unless you're multi-passionate because you have to be because there's so many different hats that you have to wear. But what you have to do for your business is narrow down into one passion. That doesn't mean your life isn't multi-passionate and that you aren't multi-passionate, but your business is singularly passionate. And so what I like to suggest to clients and students that are having trouble with this multi-passionate idea is you take all of your passions and you create this multi-part Venn diagram and then discover what all of those passions have in common. And that is going to be a pretty key indicator for the topic of your course and the trajectory of your business. And sometimes it takes more time than just creating a simple Venn diagram, but that'll at least get you thinking. For example, when I first started my business, I was feeling so multi-passionate because I was so passionate about education and about productivity and about time management and about simplicity. And I had no idea how to put them all together and strategy. I had no idea how to put them all together. And it took me quite a few years to figure out that my real passion and where that intersection point of all of those passions were, were helping people with their marketing and managing their marketing well so that it didn't take over their business. And that utilizes all of my strengths of time management and productivity and strategy and education. And there was no way for me to figure that out right off the bat. It took me years and lots of pivots to get here. But that Venn diagram is always a good starting place. And it may help you see some insights about how you can take your first course and the direction you can take it in and the topic to choose. So your action step for this week 
is to send me a DM on Instagram with your topic idea for your course, and I will help you flesh it out. And be sure to grab my newest freebie, the waitlist email guide. You can grab that by heading to amandawarfield.com slash waitlist dash guide. And this is going to show you my total outline for the eight emails that I send my waitlist for my course launch. And this week's book recommendation is You'll Be the Death of Me by Karen M. McManus. So on Goodreads, one of the reviewers claims that Karen should abandon the obvious cliches in favor of a more original and engaging plot. But I disagree. Book after book after book that she puts out, she puts out bangers that I just cannot put down. I devour these things. And if you've never read any of her stuff, it always revolves around a group of high schoolers and murder, which is completely unrealistic, but it's really, really well done. And it's a fun and a quick read. You'll Be the Death of Me in particular is about this group that used to be friends and they kind of drifted apart and they decide to skip school and then a murder happens and they end up all being connected in some way and yada, yada, yada. So really good book. Highly recommend. And until next time, my friend, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.